I'm going to share a quick concept about the Seder. You know, the Seder is an amazing night. Everyone sits around, it's like a program. You tell a story, you've got a script, we act things out, there's wine and matzahs and moror, it's like a whole thing. But you ever wonder, like, why do we go through all the trouble to tell the story of Egypt? Like, don't we know the story of Egypt? Like, have you ever been at a Seder and someone's like, wait, 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 wait. like, stop talking for a second. Like, what happens? Like, did they make it? Like, does anyone ever, that ever happened? Did you ever see a bunch of kids, like, sitting at the edge being like, so, 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 so what happens in the next plague? Are, are the Jews going to live, mommy? Like, did that ever happen to you, ever? Everybody knows the story. The kids are all prepared. Everybody knows what's going to happen. You've seen it. You've heard it. You know it. So why do we go through the trouble for? Why does it take us forever to tell the story again? So I want to share with you an idea. Thinking about this a lot, going in and trying to prepare myself for the Seder. You know, there's some great research by a man named Marshall Duke from Emory. He studied a bunch of kids that went through some challenge and found that some of the kids were more resilient than the others and wanted to find out why. What causes resilience? How come some kids can overcome challenge and some can't? It's a great study if you think about it. This is a great lesson in life. And he looked in the backgrounds, like, you know, socioeconomic status, eh, you can't tell, you know? Smart, IQ, this, that. There was no determinant factor as to why these kids, when dealing with challenge, were more resilient than others, until he found the following. That the kids that had the most resilience all had an understanding of their own family history. They knew about their grandparents, they knew where they came from, they knew about the immigrants, this and that, this store, that place, this small town, that big town, whatever it is. They knew about their families, but that wasn't enough. The family history had a very similar path. They went up and they went down and oscillated. There were stories of where they came in from this country and then they had no money and then they built a store and they had money or this brother was successful, this brother wasn't, whatever it was. Stories of family where they went up and down and up and down and the complexities of the success and failures of any particular family. And these kids had a sense of these of this history. And what he, what he discovered was that this oscillating narrative, if you will, wasn't just the stories of the families, they built a narrative. The narrative is like the underlying message that connects all the facts of the story. And the narrative was, we're up and we're down. Families are identities. And so when you have a narrative that your family has highs and lows, challenges and good times, when you deal with challenge, you look at it and go, we've been here, we'll be okay. When you look at, at, at downs, you'll know they'll be up. You don't even know you're doing it. But the narrative you have in your own family history is actually creating a filter for how you're dealing with what's right in front of you today. The narrative actually not only is about yesterday, it's actually allowing you to deal with and overcome today. Narratives are really important. You follow storylines, you look for narratives. What's really being told here? What values are trying to be expressed? When you hear stories, listen for the narrative in the story. Seder is not about the storyline. The Seder is not about whether or not the Jews got out of Egypt. Spoiler alert, they got out of Egypt. There were 10 plagues. The Egyptians got rocked. We made it out.
The Seder is a story that we can infuse our narrative into. I have a narrative about God, about the Jewish people, about overcoming challenge, about dealing with walls that are in front of us, about freedom from things that bring me down. I have narratives. And when I look at the story, I can tell the story through a narrative. The Seder is when you're imparting your narrative to the people around the table, your values. You're using the story of Egypt to give over how you see the world. And whether you realize it or not, that's what's coming across. Seders that go a thousand miles an hour because we're too hungry and it's not important enough, so let's get to the food, is a narrative. And Seders that slow down and say, look at the Jewish people, they thought that it was all over, and it's not because they prayed and God was there, is a narrative. And Seders that speak to anti-Semitism and how we can overcome, is a narrative. We have values. And when we prepare to teach our values through emphasizing parts of the Seder, we're actually imparting them at that incredible night. That maybe is what we're really trying to do. We're trying to give the people around the table, not the story, but the narrative. Because they have stories in their lives that are still yet to form. And when they go through their lives, we want them to have our narratives too. We want to impart filters so that when they engage in their lives, they have a mechanism in which to process it. The Seder is, could be the most powerful night of the year because it allows people to form a narrative about themselves, about their people, about God, about challenge, about redemption, about freedom, in a way that they would never get but for that night. And if we do it right, we're not just sharing what happened yesterday, we're building a tomorrow.